Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. 452 years old. Can you imagine being on this planet for 452 years consecutively? I'm talking about Lorenzo Cabot, who shows up in Fallout 4, also in the Wasteland Warfare game and in Fallout Shelter Online. Now, Lorenzo is, as far as I can tell, the longest continually living on Earth person in the Fallout universe. Now, you may be going, wait a minute, there are people who have been around longer. What about Toshiro Kago, who was abducted by the aliens, and we discover him on the mothership in Mothership Zeta? Well, yes, Toshiro Kago is older. We've talked about him. You can go back and listen to that episode. But he was abducted and, as far as we know, has spent all of that time with the aliens. And as I speculated on that episode, we don't know if time dilation is a thing. We don't know what his internal clock is like. Has he been in captivity for hundreds of years? We don't know. We just know he comes from a time much earlier. But when it comes to individuals who have continually lived out their lives on Earth, as far as I can tell, nobody beats Lorenzo Cabot and his family. And there's a reason for that. This story is going to dive into the mysterious and possibly aliens again. You know, I love the alien stuff and fallout and all the wacky things. Let's get into it. In most cases of extremely long-living individuals in the Fallout world, it's usually due to one thing, and that is ghoulification. We know a number of individuals, you come across many of them in the games, that lived before the bombs dropped, were ghoulified, and then because of that, their lives were extended, and we still get to meet them 100, 200 years later after the bombs fall. But with Lorenzo, the story is different. We need to go back to 1835. This is when he's born on March 28th. 1835. Think about the distance here. Even from our own time, that's almost 200 years in the past from now. 1835. The Civil War has not yet happened in the United States. 1835, the United States, which he lives in, is a very young country. Most people are farmers. The Industrial Revolution hasn't even really gotten off the ground yet. And in this world, Lorenzo Cabot is interested in something very peculiar, especially for people of this time period. 
ancient civilizations. We know from history that during this century, there was a lot of a return, especially in the West, to uncovering the mysterious past, to investigating the pyramids and going on those kinds of trips and voyages. And and oftentimes the people who would go on these trips and do these investigations were not following the best methods in order to make sure that they preserved those locations. Many of these places were ransacked or destroyed or taken from the very cultures who had respected them for a much longer period of time by people in the West. We know that many of these explorers, academics, archaeologists of this time period were not very sensitive to the things that they discovered. In Lorenzo's case, he and his partner, who we know as Metternich, decide to explore the Rub al-Khali desert in the Middle East. This is a real-world location. This is the southern part of the Arabian Peninsula. It is an area that is a very vast desert. And it's also a place where there's a lot of speculation about ancient cultures, the origins of civilization, and mysterious cities like the lost city of Ubar, which is a real-world reference. This is something that actual historians and archaeologists talk about. In fact, there are some news articles where it has been purported that maybe this city was actually discovered. But what's important to us here is that in the 1800s, and this is toward the end of that century, 1894, Lorenzo and his partner set off to the Middle East in order to explore a vast desert, and they discover something. In May, they find a subterranean structure holding, get this, non-human remains and artifacts. Now, I find this particularly interesting, especially with our current news and the news that's come out over the last, say, six months or so about these alien bodies that were supposedly displayed in Mexico. And there's this mystery surrounding the location in Peru, which supposedly, according to some sources, is some sort of underground location with the remains of non-human bodies and artifacts and things like that. So for a game that came out the number of years ago to be going into this sort of detail is particularly interesting. This kind of mirrors a little bit of that real world speculation about these mysterious things that have been brought to light recently. Lorenzo and his partner discover this location and they find a number of artifacts. The most important of these artifacts is a crown. The crown is the only thing Lorenzo takes from the site. And we know that he begins wearing it almost immediately. And this crown changes him. It seems to work on some sort of neurological level, as if it actually links into his own brain and his nervous system and begins giving him knowledge. Knowledge of things that he otherwise would never have had or had access to information from some 
ancient civilization, potentially non-human in source. And he leaves the site with the intention of teaching his family about these findings and then decides against his partner's wishes to bury the lost city of Ubar, if that's exactly what they found, back under the sand so that the rest of the secrets would remain hidden until they could return and gather everything else up. Lorenzo heads back to Boston. He lives in Boston. He lived in Boston in the 1800s. And he's different. Not just mentally, not just the new information that this crown has implanted in his mind. But he is physically changed as well. It's not long until he realizes that he has not only gained some physical strength, he's in a much better physical condition, but it seems that his aging has halted as well. And this is from continual wearing of this crown. He doesn't take it off. And it appears that that's not really the only thing that's going on here. He doesn't take it off, not because he enjoys wearing it or he realized the benefits and didn't want to age anymore. Although at this point, he was already 63 years old. He can't take it off. It could no longer be removed once he returned back to Boston without physical pain and damage. Now, the crown not only gave him information, improved health, kept him from aging, but it also seemed to give him psychic abilities, things like telekinesis. It was slowly, or maybe actually more accurately, quickly turning him into almost like a god. Now, I want you to put yourself in these shoes because there are certain things that happen with human beings when we go through certain types of situations. In many situations where people are given extreme amounts of power and wealth very quickly, and I'm not saying he got wealthy here, but that's a similar kind of thing. You're given a lot of wealth. You can do things you never could do before you start viewing the world in a different way. You're given a lot of power or fame, same sort of thing. In most of those situations, when it happens extremely quickly, without too much effort on the individual's part, they become extremely disconnected from the people around them. They lose a sense of empathy. They gain a feeling that they can do whatever they want. And because of that, they become miserable. Life is no longer a challenge. They get to try and do whatever they want. So nothing is new and interesting anymore. Everything is within their grasp. In a situation like this, you have an individual who had a drive to discover new things and explore the past, and they come back changed, physically changed. They are no longer aging. They could live forever in a body that is healthier than they have been in probably decades. And on top of that, they have psychic abilities, things that nobody else can do around them, and a continued connection to what appears to be either information or individuals themselves who are depositing in their mind 
answers to some of the biggest questions that humanity has and information that nobody else will ever be able to understand. If Lorenzo Cabot in this situation doesn't somehow disconnect from the people around him, that would be a miracle. This is the kind of situation where it would 100% be expected that you would have a very difficult time adjusting to all of this so quickly. We find out that in this time period, not too long after he returns back to Boston, he becomes psychotic, paranoid, and violent. He becomes a risk to the rest of his family. The man that he was, he is no longer. He is now unrecognizable to them. One of the main examples of this is that he commits crimes. He decides when he returns that he would commit numerous crimes. All of a sudden, he looks at the world in a different way. The laws of man don't apply to him. Now, is that because he knows something that we don't know and so therefore is willing to make that sacrifice? Or is this an ego thing? I'm powerful. Nobody can stop me. I can do what I want. Now, it seems that his family's influence, his fame, his fortune, whatever they happen to have at that moment in that society was enough to keep him from being convicted. But the family decided they needed to do something. They couldn't allow him to be out there committing crimes, making the world a more dangerous place. So in July of 1898, his family, his own family, confines him in the basement of the Parsons State Insane Asylum to stop him from committing any other terrible acts. So what do we know about this? Well, most of it comes from dialogue with Jack Cabot, who is his son. Now, I didn't mention this earlier. Lorenzo has a wife, Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina? Wilhelmina, I guess. Uh, and then two children, Jack and Emogene. And there's a conversation that you can have with Jack. The sole survivor asks, where do you get this serum from? The serum is something they have been extracting from Lorenzo's blood, which has given them all this extended life. Jack responds, my father, Lorenzo Cabot, is confined in Parsons. He became dangerously unstable after handling an artifact he found on an archaeological dig in Arabia. He gained various seemingly paranormal powers, as well as becoming increasingly irrational and violent. In the end, I had no choice but to confine him for his own safety, as well as ours. He doesn't say how. Wilhelmina then responds, Jack, are you sure it's wise telling him or her all of this? Jack responds, in the course of my attempts to cure him, I discovered that the artifact had introduced anomalies into his blood. So the source of his insanity is also the basis of the treatments that have prolonged all our lives. The irony isn't lost on me. You can say to Lorenzo when you meet him, how long have you been locked up here? Lorenzo responds, my loving son trapped me here in the year of our Lord, 1898. So almost 400 years. I think you were about to agree to helping me kill Jack and the rest of my traitorous kin. 
yes, <laughs> you can see that he's willing to do anything in order to get out. You can also say to Jack, what would he have done if he'd gotten free? Jack responds, oh, he would have killed both of us and then the rest of my family. And that would only have been the beginning. His crimes back when he was free, it was only because of my family's influence that he ended up here rather than on death row. The world now, it's a world made for monsters. Nothing could have stopped him. No, I've answered my own question. We truly had no choice. So I'm assuming, based on this information, that Lorenzo was caught by the authorities and was in a situation where he was not, in that moment, willing to physically fight back, to telekinetically push them away, or to take them all on himself, or had considered that should he decide to go with them, that he would be able to free himself at any moment. But that doesn't happen. They lock him up under the asylum in a cell that he can't escape from. And he has been there for 400 years. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix, over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons and everybody who helps make this show possible in all the different ways, even the smallest ways. All of it adds up, and I appreciate all of you. Let's shout out our sentry bots, Germinator and Sky R. They get shout outs every week because they support on the Patreon. And thank you to all of you who support on the Patreon. Currently, we have eight, 80, 80 active patrons and uh, no new ones who signed up this week, but I'll shout you out if you decide to sign up. You can get ad free episodes. You can get T-shirts and stickers. There's some really cool T-shirts that are currently on the Patreon and you can check it all out. Patreon.com slash Fallout Lorecast is the place you can go see that. And we have a new review that came in. If you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, of course, I'll read it out on a future episode of the show. This one comes from Jack 360 in Great Britain, who writes fantastic five stars. It shows that when a podcast has survived all this time, that the host is doing a good job. Hey, that's a wonderful insight. Thank you so much. It also shows that the host has gotten a lot of support from the community out there who enjoys listening to the show. Otherwise, this wouldn't be possible. So thank you to all of you. I really appreciate your support. Let's move on with the rest of Lorenzo's story. Here we go. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. 
So it becomes very clear in going through this quest line, in talking to everybody, why everything has happened the way it has and why they've decided to keep him alive. I'm sure there's some sense of, well, that's our dad or that's my husband. We love him. We want to not kill him. But they clearly have a different impression of him than the person he was before putting on the crown. He's no longer the same person, and he hasn't been for almost 400 years. But there's a twist to this. There's a benefit to keeping him alive. The serum. Jack, his son, has figured out how to use his blood, much like a vampire, in order to halt aging. This family, the wife, the two children, have kept themselves alive all this time by using this serum. So sure, Lorenzo's locked up. He's safe. He can't hurt anybody. And he has been for so long, and he's basically been turned into something of a machine, a machine to produce an age-defying potion that they can take. And I would imagine that after 400 years, they all are pretty committed to this. And Lorenzo himself has had to suffer in incarceration for 400 years by himself. And so what does he do? How do you pass the time when you are locked up by yourself for almost 400 years? Any regular person would go insane. Solitary confinement is a very, very serious punishment. It is something that most human beings cannot deal with. The inability to talk to other people, especially for that long, feels like it's probably a death sentence. So how does he stay alive or keep himself from just killing himself? Well, the solution is the crown. Supposedly, he has been able to use the crown for now 400 years to, as he puts it, explore his own mind. And what I think that means is to connect to this early precursor civilization and maybe even have conversations with them. If not conversations, then to continue to download information and at least have something to think about and new information coming into his brain. So this seems to at least keep him going. But you have to consider here that the rest of the family isn't blameless here either. They're not in the morally right. They've locked somebody up and have kept them alive for their own benefit. And I'm sure there's some justification of like, well, we can't kill our dad or, or whatever. But really, they are torturing this man by keeping him confined in a way and getting benefits from that. And so now they're stuck in the situation. If they don't keep doing this, they will grow old and die. And so they have to keep doing this. And this is when you come across this whole situation and you can decide to not take this on at all or to kill him or if you decide not to kill Lorenzo to let him out. Now what happens 
if you let him out. Well, you still have the ability to kill him later, so that option is still on the table, but it won't be easy. He has much improved health. Remember that? And telekinetic powers, uh, basically superhuman abilities. It's like fighting somebody in combat armor. Well, more accurately, it's like fighting somebody in combat armor who can also blast energy out of their mind at you. So there's that as well. Now, if you decide to not kill him, you shouldn't be surprised at what he decides to do next. He kills his family at their home and will give you a reward. He takes vengeance on his wife and his children. And to thank you, you get an unlimited supply of this serum that is removed from his blood. But you can only carry around one vial at a time. Now, in gameplay details, in in gameplay world stuff, what does the serum do? Well, it gives you plus five strength, plus 50 damage resistance, and negative 36,000 radiation. But it also has a really strange other side effect. In places where there's some sort of mist or uh, fog or something like that, like out on the island in Kitty Kin Kingdom in uh, Nuka World, it removes the effects of the fog and the the spray misters, the, the threats that you have to deal with in Kitty Kingdom. That is all negated because of this as well. I would have to suppose that that's because of the negative 36 radi or 36,000 radiation uh, that this gives you. But the one thing that isn't mentioned when you take the serum is if it actually extends your life, which is not something I hear anybody talking about or read anybody talking about on the internet. There are a lot of things in the Fallout universe that get debated all the time. There are all sorts of people out there that are like, well, the, the lore's got holes in it all over the place. Or, you know what they didn't mention was this, and so therefore the Brotherhood or the Enclave or whatever are over here or still doing these things or whatever. There's lots of those speculative conversations about where things are and where and where they where they go, where characters go after the stories, all of that sort of stuff. And we talk about a lot of that on this show. I speculate all the time and we have our guests on our patron episodes talking about their speculation about where things would go in the next Fallout game and all of that. I don't hear the name Lorenzo Cabot being brought up almost ever. He is an individual who Potentially, if you don't kill him, he and his family are still out there somewhere as the future of the Fallout world continues. If you do let him out, he shows up in other locations. You can come across him in Fallout 4 at other places after doing this quest line. He's out there studying the bodies of ghouls and trying to uncover more information. And who knows what kinds of crimes in the wasteland he's committing, although... Crimes in the wasteland is a much looser term because of the laissez-faire uh, nature of things. But he's still out there. And he will be in the next Fallout game if it takes place in the future. Or, who knows, in the Fallout TV show, he is a character kind of like Harold or kind of like some of these ghouls who don't necessarily expire on a certain date. 
there are certain things that happen in fiction. You can take certain characters and you know if you move forward enough in time, eventually they won't be part of the story anymore. Or you might come across their descendants or those types of things. But for Lorenzo, he is probably still out there somewhere unless you killed him. And so when it comes to the actual canon lore about the way these stories end, there is a very good chance that Lorenzo is still out there somewhere, that his mind contains information about progenitor, non-human civilizations that shaped the fallout world. Was this the Zetans? Is this another ancient civilization? Does it have anything to do with the Dunwich horrors and that sort of stuff? Which is another location that you can find Lorenzo at later when he's investigating things after he's set free? There's something going on with the history of the fallout world and the paranormal and Lorenzo Cabot might be the key to all of it. Well, if he doesn't decide to just kill everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. I hope you have a wonderful week. And oh, by the way, this uh, concept of this, this actual episode was seeded by some ideas that were planted on our discord in the fallout Lorecast channel. I posted a question the other day and said, Hey, what kinds of other things would you like me to cover? Are there topics that I haven't gone over yet that you would like more insight into or, or whatever? And I got a lot of really cool responses. So if there are things that I have not covered yet in this show that you are dying to learn more about, or you would just love to hear my perspective on, then please join us on the Discord, jump into the Fallout Lorecast channel, and let me know your thoughts. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.